And so I'd like to uh, welcome to Tip of the Tower, we've got uh, Olympic bronze medalist. We've got honor roll student. We've got, what is it that you can't do, really? <laughs> it's Kadisha. Oh, I don't know. Ben. <laughs> there you go. Okay. I, actually, no, I, I was going to say, I know that's a lie. <laughs> well, we've got Kadisha Buchanan. Yes, Kadisha Buchanan, the women's Olympic uh, national team. Uh, well, women's national team in general. I mean, you've been on, you've been in just about every competition there is to be for the senior women's team. Uh, I just want to say thank you very much for giving us uh, the time today on Tip of the Tower. Um, and uh, we're going to jump right into this because, um, you know, you are really, anytime I, like, I, I've had an opportunity, you know, to get to know you a little bit over the years. And, um, I'm not going to lie. Like, when I first, when I first met you a couple of years ago, you know, I don't think anyone could have really seen exactly how, how big you would get and how quickly it would happen. You know, you, you know, right. a lot of things have, have happened in those years since the first time we met. So, and then I got a chance to also get a little bit about your backstory and just seeing where you're coming from. And it's like, oh my God, like single mother, youngest of seven sisters. It's a very interesting yeah. story to tell. And why don't mm -hmm. you elaborate a little bit on us, you know, that upbringing and how it kind of molded you into the type of person you are today? Yeah, I mean, again, thank you for having me um, tonight. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, you're very yeah, welcome. We've known each other for, for been a long time and I guess you kind of seen the journey that I've been on and we kind of talked about it. Um, but yeah, definitely growing up with so many siblings, um, there's definitely, I think there's always good and bad, like with a big family, like the good thing about it is like you have a huge support behind you mm -hmm. and they encourage you to do, um, what you want to do, encourage you to do anything you want to do. So having that encouragement, um, is very helpful and, having sisters that uh, played soccer as well. And and I think that's where I get my competitiveness and, and basically where I am today because I practice, like, every day with them and train on and off the field, like, even in our house on the field, um, just kicking the ball around and parents would get really mad that we're breaking things. But <laughs> I think in the end, um, it was all worth it in the end. Uh, so, yeah. but, like, there's other sides of it, like, where... It was tough. I, I'm I, like I know, like on my mom with the financial part of it, because we do have we had a big family. So I think it's just also like knowing the sacrifice and um, that me and our family um, did for m myself and my career, and and um, and thank God, like that's why like winning a bronze medal is like even greater, because we should show that nothing went unnoticed and and um, that. Like, it's just like a payoff. It's like a relief. Like, mm -hmm. you did this for a reason, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, of course. And it, it's, I'm glad you brought up, brought up that, that whole, um, you know, even just like the struggles specifically, even financially, because, you know, we actually, uh, anyone that was, you know, big into sports that was watching the Olympics about to come up was, there was that one inspirational story of the Olympic hurdler that played, that's for Canada. And her name escapes me at the moment, but like, she was telling her story through that RBC commercial and she was going through the same situation saying, well, you know, I wasn't the only child and they actually came to a point where they couldn't afford to give her the training to a certain extent. And she actually had to stop for a little bit. And I wanted, I wanted to actually direct that question towards you because you have such a big family. It's a, you have only, you know, you've got one parent in the household. Was soccer ever in doubt for you at all because of the financial strain? Yeah. 
or was it something that you know um, or was it just ingrained in you that it wasn't even in the question um there definitely was sometimes or like you know at the beginning of the season where people pay like your registration and like and i know like we didn't have it so it's kind of like like what are we going to do like because there's always like, there's one parent like come on like you need to pay this, like always nagging. So it's like, it was kind of frustrating at that point. Like, yeah, like you just kind of focus on soccer, but like that's always in the back of your mind. Um, but definitely it's like, um, it takes a village to raise a family. So basically in my position, like the coaches help, teammates help, um, teammates, moms and parents, like we all, they, they all played a huge role for me. Um, but also again, like my sister's sacrifice, like, well, then like stop playing soccer to help me so like just that as well like that's I huge never take for granted <laughs> yeah so like and like you don't hear about it now because like we just see how like passionate i was like they play soccer too but they just i don't know, like seen like a fire in me and um they just sacrificed for me which was was big um and there's also one more instance like i actually didn't make a team because i had financial issues so Oh my gosh. Um, but you just put those aside and you just work even harder and like the next year I end up making a like provincial team. Like I got cut from this team because I didn't have the financial support. Was it a rep team or was it like, like a um, provincial? It was like a U it was a U fourteen provincial team. Oh, okay. But like different coach, different person, like you just never stop working. Of course. I mean, and that's saying something, my goodness, that you could have that that's family right there to a T to have your older sisters literally give up on what they love to do to give you a chance. (laughs) I even for families, that's, 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 that's a big sacrifice. Right. It was. Yeah. And that other team lost out on something. So it's, it's, we'll forgive them. (laughs) I -hmm. mean, and that's the, and you know what? And that's another reality of sports that I think a lot of parents and, other, you know, even other kids, you know, when you're coming up in the system, and I even saw it myself, like playing, playing baseball, there were certain kids that you just knew weren't paying, but it was, it wasn't, you don't always know the story behind it. I think it's always important to reserve judgment about those situations because a lot of people yeah. like politics is a word that gets thrown about around so much in youth sports. And mm-hmm. it's, it, it is true to a certain extent, even in, even in professional level, it's it, the politics actually, I'd argue, even get worse because people are now getting paid, right? Like the players are specifically, but you know, you don't always necessarily know the situations. And I think it's always important for people, you know, unless you know exactly what's going down to always kind of reserve judgment for that, because you never know what people are going through. And especially if the person has the talent, like in your case, then really, you know, it's a different animal compared to just some kid being friends with another kid. You know what I mean? So, you know, so big shout out to all those people that were able to support you just outside of your family as well right. on the soccer level because, mm-hmm. I mean, we may not have Kadisha Buchanan now, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, so I want to also, you know, talk about you've got a young team, right? You've got a fairly young team that's been involved in the World Cup last year, the Olympics this year. Obviously, the veteran presence was there for a number of players that were playing in both of those tournaments. But once again, you guys literally... John Herdman, head coach, made a a, a a a point to make sure that he was bringing on some girls that weren't even old enough at times to play for the under twenty team, and were bringing in a batch of players like you guys. And I hear a lot of great things about these girls, but none of the none of the commentators or analysts talk about those girls the same way they talk about you. And 
I just wanted to know, is there any kind of additional pressure that comes with being, you know, the next great Canadian female soccer player behind Sinclair? Because you're really the only person I've found has gotten that kind of attention and being talked about like that uh, after Sinclair, you know, and before any of these other girls. Is there any kind of additional pressure that comes with that? Or does it run through your mind at all? What, what does that feel like? Um, it's, I think it's pressure, like, anyone would want to live up to, you know what I'm saying? Like, to be the next best thing, it's definitely exciting to look forward, but, um, I just feel like they have yet to see what I can bring, and that's the sweetest thing about me. It's not like, I don't think it's too much pressure because I know I have so much to improve. It's not like, um, I'm like I'm at my fullest potential, and I need to sustain it. Like I'm still learning, and I'm and I'm still developing aspects of the game that I I don't have yet. So it's I'm just there's a bright future ahead for me, but it's also this the crew I have behind me and to help me um, do the best I can. It's amazing. So it's like I always give credit to honestly like Desiree Scott because she like like literally does my job for me like once she's in play like there's all i have to do is just make a tackle but she does so much more and yeah she does so gives so much effort to the games like i think those players need to be like recognized more like i think i'm i think i have the simplest job out there because once you direct like there's really not much you can do so i don't know there's there's a bit of pressure but there's pressure like like anyone wouldn't want, you know, just to push you to be your best. Absolutely. It's, I, I can actually vouch for Desiree Scott. She's also an amazing host when it comes to parties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she knows how to throw a party with her girls when they go out. My goodness. Um, if I that, haven't actually go. been that far because we always been at camp. <laughs> so I haven't seen that side yet. Okay, give it a few years. That's, that's a big yeah. shout out. Kansas City people, they know how to treat uh, a visitor. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, um, going back to that whole support system, I mean, and, and this is this is the kind of advantage I always love of the fact, like, I always love talking to athletes that I actually relatively know a little bit, because I know what type of person you are off, off the field to a certain extent in the times that I've gotten to know you, is that you're a very reserved girl and you're relatively quiet. Like, you know, but you also have that kind of dry sense of humor. And once you, you know, once you get around people and you warm up to them, you can be a ball of energy, right? Um, But I find that, you know, you just take all of that kind of energy and reservedness that you have off the field and you turn it up to about a 15 when you get on the field. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I, I have to ask, is that something that, is that something that you've always had or is that something that kind of came with time as you continue to play soccer and as you continue to grow as a person? Um, I feel like soccer has always brought out the the love, like the, the exciting part of me, because I think it's just the passion and the love for the game. Because I remember, like, I moved quite a lot when I was younger, and the only way I made friends is like I was like, super shy, so I wouldn't talk to them. But once like recess came, I'm like, oh, like can I can I just join this? Team? Can I join? Can I play soccer with you guys? And then from then on, I just made friends. So like, yeah. I think soccer is just been a part of my life for like even just like not worrying about what financial issues this soccer just brought up like just me just like a free like free me so when I'm on that field I, I do get like a 10 times louder than I actually am <laughs> off the field yeah so, 
Yeah, it's, it's just a different side. Yeah, it's honestly, but it's always a pleasure to be around. I, I can vouch for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, speaking of emotions, I was actually very impressed with this, with your emotions and how you handled everything after um, after this certain play occurred. I want you to walk me back through that German uh, foul that you had in, in the semifinals for people that knew this was the trip to go to the gold medal. It was a couple of minutes in. And you're notor- you're either, you're famously known in Canada for these, but you're notorious around the world, the rest of the world, for these amazing slide tackles that you're able to do. And it didn't matter, it wouldn't matter who it was that was attacking. It could have been Marta, it could have been, you know, it could have been Abby Wambach. You've, you've been able to manage to get that slide tackle on just about anybody in the game. But this one time you, uh, you jumped a little early. Walk me through that yeah. scenario and, and, and what exactly happened there. Cause I want to get to a point right after the fact. Yeah. I think we all knew Germany was a, like, was the game was we won and lost in transition. So it's after, um, I believe we, we lost the ball and they played a ball over the top. And I think. We just got caught. Our back line was just caught um, flat-footed. And um, I remember turning and obviously chasing the ball. And I think what I did was I, I slid too early, um, which I shouldn't have had. I should have just, just forced a bad shot or just keep keep my feet and just delay the, the whole situation. Mm-hmm. But anyways, everyone, stuff happens. Slid, PK. But yeah, I just remember... We coming over just saying like next pass like we'll get back in it and just consoling me after because it's I mean it was really like upsetting and disappointing obviously at myself because you know I have so much more a better performance and and like just better decision making when mm-hmm. it when it comes to like last man back just you don't have to you don't you don't have to win it just delay and just wait for support. Mm-hmm. And you know what though, and it's and that's that's a part of it though, right? Is that it's the learning process. And I, the point I always wanted right. to bring out is, you know, even right after that play, even though you guys go down a goal, your game you didn't change your game. You didn't try and start being more timid or taking less risks. Like one that was one thing I always pointed out. Even if it, you know, I don't know what was going on in your mind at the time, obviously, but it looked like mm-hmm. as a fan watching the game that you weren't trying to sacrifice anything just because you had made a mistake early. And I think that's like the most important thing to take away from that whole scenario. Yeah, and I think it definitely comes with, again, the support people you have just encourage you to keep playing your game and know that everyone has each other back and just keep being you and, and you just try to keep being us, try to do what Canada does. But unfortunately, um, yeah, it was a two-loss of course of course now also i want to do something that was a little bit more interesting at the beginning of the tournament when (laughs) you'd already had a yellow card and i actually i got a kick out of reading this in the newspapers because some people were even considering that you purposely were delaying a free kick so that you could make it into the semifinals. would you care to comment on those accusations against you Um, no i think it was I think our team wasn't set, so I had no choice but to delay the whole process. And and also knew that I was on the other, um, but I had to take one for the team. And I know that Thank whoever you. comes in after would obviously like 
we did have a lot of sub substitutions during this whole entire. We did have a lot of depth in this whole tournament, so I'm yeah. worried that I got another yellow. Of course, I'm glad you brought that up as well. Was, how how satisfying was it to see that some of the other girls stepped up when it came to the offensive load? Because you know, I've I've always been a bit of a vocal critic with the with the women's national team is that if St. Clair isn't doing anything, pretty much everyone else I find is usually struggling a little bit. Save maybe an Ashley Lawrence or even Tancredi. Tancredi made me eat my words because I was, I was, I, a lot of us were puzzled why she was on the starting lineup, especially against Germany. And then she went and scored two goals. <laughs> mm-hmm. So how did it feel? Because it, it kind of plays on what you're saying is that, yeah, it's true. You guys didn't necessarily have the depth that you normally have, so to speak for these, for this Olympics specifically. Um, how satisfying was it to see everybody else kind of step up? Yeah, I think it was great just to get the rotation in because it's definitely a two-day turnaround um, during the Olympics. So to give players rest and to know that once you step on, no one has changed. Like, you still play Canada's brand. You still play Canada's soccer. So that was good in terms of just managing our legs throughout the whole tournament. Mm-hmm. What was it like meeting the same bolt? Um, obviously, um, well, both of my parents. How did that happen, actually? Yeah, sorry. I I'm sorry. Um, I, need, I need you to tell the story. You got, because we saw that. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, we're definitely excited. So, I mean, for me, um, Susan Bolt's like one of my all-time favorite athletes. Like, he's just a beast, a boss. Like, <laughs> yeah. dance, he loves soccer, like, kind of just man you. Like, he's just like all around, like, awesome person <laughs> and so both of my parents are Jamaican so obviously like I'm into that culture and he just won three gold gold medals at this game as well so I was like we went to a Jamaica house because again like they're fun so we went <laughs> yeah. and he was there and it was actually his birthday so it was kind of out and about and so I believe Ashley asked take a picture so we all like jumped in and swarmed and like I got I was so hot so heated like as I'm in the picture like I'm the furthest from everyone like I'm <laughs> the furthest from like Hussein Bolt like everyone's like kind of around and I'm like so far like I was just like flustered you gotta, but you, it was amazing <laughs> I always remember that night you gotta bring your inner you know Kadisha defender out and you know box for some space there <laughs> yeah but I got off the field, Kanisha shy. <laughs> That's okay. I'm sure. I'm sure you you lined up a little bit as the night went on. That's. <laughs> um, so also, you know, last last question. I wanted to first of all say congratulations as well for um, you know you guys you came back West Virginia Mountaineers. You guys have made um, uh, a very good uh, start off to the season. So best of luck with that as you guys are moving forward with that. Um, but the, the last question I wanted to ask you is this team now, obviously your best offensive player, Christine Sinclair, we don't necessarily know if she's still going to be back for the next major tournaments. And there's going to, it's a lot of it now is going to be shifting towards the youth. Do you feel like Canada hasn't, has a chance at the top spot in this world, in the world rankings and at a chance at a, a, a say a World Cup final or an Olympic gold medal game because you guys have always been the team that it always find it seems to be kind of just hovering just outside of like the elite classic company in the world for women's soccer. Uh, do you see this next generation as being a team that could 
could push the envelope and bring it to that to that place that pretty much this country's never been to before? Yeah, I definitely feel like the young generation has a, a quite an impact um, on the team as well. Again, like as you see during the Olympics, like the end scoring, like the winning goal. Well, obviously it was two nothing, but yeah, the, like opening up the goal for us and obviously Ash creating that. So I think. And I feel like Jesse's like viraling right now because she played UCLA and she had like this cheeky, like awesome move. So <laughs> I think it just shows that like we are, we do have talent in this, this group. Um, and I know like some of the vets are still coming back. So you have that experience and that leadership. So for like the next major tournament, like, Again, like that's in like three years, and all the youngsters will be more experienced and I think more vocal as and more of a leadership role as like age comes. You just become, I feel like, more of a leader. So I think by the next World Cup, or yeah, I guess World Cup is the next major thing, like I, you, you will be ready in France. Do you explain that to any of the younger players, considering the fact that you're kind of where they were a few years ago? Yeah, I mean, I always tell Deanne, like, you. You haven't even been to the U17. Like this is she still she still goes to U17. She still goes to U20, and she's been to the Olympics. So just like for her, like just to know like her potential and and like we are, we were all there. Me, Ash, Jess, um, we were all in like that same position, just like bypassing the system and and, and coming up to the full team. Mm -hmm. And I mean that's got to be quite the experience. What was your first? What did it feel like to be out there the first time? And the senior national team? Um, the first time I got called up was actually December after they won bronze. So it's almost been four years since I've been on the team. It's crazy. Um, that's, but that's, I just remember my first camp was, it was amazing. Um, I was shocked. Like I met Christine Sinclair and Aaron Mc like everyone. I met everyone for the first time and, I remember just saying, like, Mom, I just shook Christine Sinclair's hand. Like, I'm never washing it again. So obviously, I did <laughs> many, many times. So, it was just, like, it was crazy, um, crazy to see, like, the people who you watch, grew up watching, grew up loving, um, you were training with them the next day. Mm -hmm. I, I can imagine your family as well were just as excited for you based off of, you know, even just telling us earlier in the interview, all the sacrifices that they made to get you to that position. I mean, it's... I, I could imagine how they were feeling too. Yeah, I think just overall, my whole family was truly excited. And when I got back from the world, uh, the Olympics, we had a family dinner before the next day. I had to go back to school, so that one day was like again a special day for me. That's perfect. So, what does that bronze mean to you? Um, again, it's it means a lot. Like I can't say it's just one thing. I'm just I think it's just proud. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just look back at it and just, I think it's just motivation just to keep me going and who do I do it for? Just a lot of, a lot of things, um, what this bronze medal means to me. Of course. I mean, because once again, like that's something they'll never be able to take away from you. You're an Olympic medalist now. Exactly. But I just want to say thank you so much for giving us some time. Um, it's, uh, been a pleasure speaking with you today. 
Uh, it's always been a pleasure anytime that we uh, that we get a chance to chat. And uh, I'm looking forward to many more years of Kiddisha Buchanan representing the Maple Leaf and wherever else you might end up deciding to go after college, whether it's pro. It's it's a different animal out there, and I know mm-hmm. that you're you're going to be ready for the challenge. It's I know that for a fact, and I uh, just want you to know everybody here in Toronto is incredibly proud of you. And uh, best of luck with the college season. And I hope that, um, you know, this whole experience this summer has only made you a better player and made you hungry for more. All right. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So, Kadisha Buchanan. Sorry, go ahead, Kadisha. No, I'm just saying you too. Like, thanks. Yeah, no, of course, anytime. That's Kadisha Buchanan, the bronze medalist, Olympic bronze medalist. Don't get it twisted. Soon to be <laughs> Olympic gold medalist. In a few years, World Cup yeah. champion, maybe you heard it here first. Right. I mean, I'm giving you my seal of approval. I'm calling it okay. World Cup champ in three years. Stamp it. We're stamping it. <laughs> yes. And you and you and Tiff can do that. That uh, you, you and Tiff have that celebration Perfect. in mind. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm still waiting for it. Oh, it'll touch the ball, touch the ball, control, true ball. Like I just, just in me, like I. I can't wait. Uh, I, I I imagine I could imagine once you guys won that bronze, Tiff was Tiff was doing it like crazy in Germany. <laughs> oh my god! I just can't wait. Oh my god! No, I'm excited for I'm excited to see what happens with both of you guys. So um, no, mm-hmm. just thanks again for the time.